Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, fam. I'm Lizzie Mathis, and you're listening to the Cool Mom Code Podcast where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. Today, we're joined by the vibrant entrepreneur, former model-turned-fashion designer, Tracy Robbins. Tracy is not only one of the most stylish women I know, she is also the founder and innovator behind the Tracy James Collection. I took it all the way back to the beginning with Tracy in this episode. From growing up traveling a ton to sprouting her self-made success in Hollywood, you won't want to miss this one. We have the one and only Tracy Robbins here, and I'm really excited because Tracy and I have seen each other over the years, and I want to say like over the last, at least, I've probably known you have existed in this world for what, seven years? And we've never sat down and had like a real, real deep, like heart to heart conversation, but she's always one of those people that I've always looked at and thought, I want to know more. I'm so fascinated by how beautiful and smart and how you carry yourself. You walk into a room and everyone notices you. You just have a certain elegance about you. And every time I see you, I gravitate towards you instantly. I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so happy to have you because I get to go in with you. Well, feel free to I, get to, I get to learn all the things about Tracy. Um, so I'm really excited. And whenever I've even asked people about you, I'm like, oh, like, you know, um, how's Tracy or whatever? They're like, man, that one. Like everyone's like, man, that one, she's special, that one. And I'm like, oh my God, I just can't wait to that's like talk nice to her to more hear. and more. And so I feel sweet. like that is not only the vibe I get, but that's the vibe that people get from you. Well, so I will accept go. that and receive that. So sometimes thank you. That, sometimes yes. that's the biggest part, <laughs> right. accepting it and receiving it. I will it. do that. But I want to take it back. Let's okay. take it all the way back. Yes. I mean, like I said, this podcast is really to inspire and just kind of like tell um, a woman's journey, right? Because although we all are mothers, that is the through line of who we are on mm-hmm. this podcast. So tell me, where raised? Where are you raised? Like, where was I raised? So... Born in Amarillo, Texas, moved to Michigan, where my sister was born right after. My dad was in the military, so we moved a lot. So my dad met my mom in Thailand, so my mom is from Thailand. Wow. And then when they moved to the States, they had me, then they had my sister. It's just the two of us, so we're Uh a year and a half apart. Oh, Um, nice. Are you guys really close? We're super close. I love that. I live in the Bay Area, and um, I kind of grew up like all over the place, but I will say I'm a California girl because I went to... High school in the Bay Area. I went to middle school, like in Riverside and then Empire area. So. Okay, so you went from Michigan to California, Michigan, and then Germany. We moved to Japan when I was a kid, so wow. I lived there for a long time. And then yeah, we ended up in California, like when I was like ten or eleven years oh, old. Oh wow! Been here since. Yeah. But that's pretty. I mean, I guess from the outside looking in, that's pretty cool that yeah. you were able to experience all those different cities, countries. It was so much fun. I mean, I think as a kid. It's one thing when you, like, take your kids, if you are 
fortunate enough to take your children on vacations and like expose them to the world. It's great. But for us, you know, it was like this free kind of thing that we were able to do because my dad was in the military and we would just travel everywhere. And I was able to sort of see all the different cultures. So for me as a kid, I always thought the world was so much bigger than it was because I actually got to see it. So we'd be in the airports and I would see these monks dressed in like orange, you know, robes and like, like, what's that? Or you'd see like, I mean, you just would see so many things at the airport, right? Wow, that's, um, that's amazing. Like, so you saw it as a positive. Like when you mm-hmm. were a kid, you saw it as a positive, not a negative. A lot of successful people yeah. come from this whole military, yeah. you know, having a parent on a military yeah. base. Yeah. Um, and a couple of people who we've like had on the podcast have I've had, had yeah. yeah, parents, you know, and they've been raised on military bases. So that's interesting in itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, like, you know, sometimes it's seen as like, wow, we had to like travel so much. So I had to make new friends. I had yes. to integrate myself in a new place. That's all to, true. And I that, mean, was that was hard. That was definitely, I was happy that I had my sister because mm-hmm. I think if I was like a single child, it would have been harder. But I do feel like that's a good a reason why it's easy for me to sort of enter a new situation and not know anybody because I had to do it a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. at entering a new school and making new friends. And so that was a definite positive thing that kind of went into my adulthood of like being able to kind of roll into any situation and just deal with it. And so did you feel like it also made you able to like walk into when you say any situation, any space also just like culturally, right? I mean, I've always been very respectful of, of different cultures. So even if I didn't understand it, mm-hmm. I could at least observe it and try to learn a little bit from it. So that's why I went for my daughter anyways, is for her to be able to like see different things, even if she doesn't understand it, just to like know that it's out there and it exists and you can learn more about it if you want to, but to always be respectful of right. people's differences, you know? So. Right. And Stella, her daughter, your daughter is... She's eight years eight. old. Yeah. Wow. So I have a daughter who's eight and I have two stepsons who are 23 and 24. Wow. Who've been in my life since they were five and six. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So we have so much to do before yeah, we yeah, get yeah. there. Okay. So you California girl is how you California kind of like. California girl, feel. yeah. Being a California girl is interesting. I feel like there's so many different ways that, that California can go, especially for people of color. Mm-hmm. This is why I say that. Because I know from my even just short stint, as what, maybe like nine years now in Mm -hmm. California, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm walking into different worlds. In LA in particular, you know, sometimes here it can feel so separate. Did you ever feel that way? Or like feel like that growing up or now like as an adult? Well, LA in particular, I guess we'll talk about that. Yes, it's very different in the sense of there's just so many different neighborhoods. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, so you could be... You know, there's Los Feliz, Echo Park, the whole east side, downtown. There's, like, the middle part, you know, West Hollywood, West Hollywood. Um, Then there's the whole west side, which is very interesting within (laughs) itself. Uh, (laughs) And I've lived sort of in every part of it. So, yes. I feel like you have a lot to, like, share. (laughs) say that it is very different as a woman of color living in different, in the different parts of the city, for sure. I've had different experiences in all three areas. Is that hard though? Is that hard to um, navigate in those different experiences? I grew up with an interracial family. My mom being Asian, my father being black, my father being a black man from Georgia. Mm. So Southern, my mother. So I got to see a lot of and experience a lot of racism between like my, what my parents went through growing up Mm -hmm. and how they kind of always navigated through it. I don't know. Like they just taught us like, 
people can be ignorant, but like to just continue doing you and being you, obviously sticking up for yourself. But I never felt uncomfortable. I just always was very aware. Right. Right. Um, Especially like when we lived like in Brentwood on the west side, which I love. Mm -hmm. Palisades, that whole area is great. But it's like predominantly like all white. So Mm -hmm. like there would be times where I would go. In particular, I had this one incident where I went into like this hardware store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just moved to Brentwood. I went into this hardware store to like go buy like some cleaner for the stone or whatever in the kitchen. And I went up to the lady and I was like, can you tell me like what kind of cleaner to use to like clean the stone? Da, da, da. And she was like, well, what does the owner of the house tell you to use? <gasps> no. And this like was like literally like, I don't know, not that long ago. This happened oh. like seven years ago or whatever. No. And I was just kind of like. Oh, oh, you know, I had that moment of like, oh, she think, okay, you know, and I didn't even have like, like a crazy reaction. I just was like, well, I'm the owner of the house and I need to know like what you would recommend. And then I remember like coming home to my husband and being like furious about it and just being like, I can't believe that though that could happen anywhere. It was just interesting that it kind of had happened in that, you know, area, that, that area. So wait a minute, let's dive into that though. What's the what, what's the conversation between you and Brian, your husband, when I mean, that he was, happened? He was, he was lit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Of he just wanted to jump exactly. in the car. Yeah. And over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, you know, it's just one of those things where you just go, people are just or you know, a lot of people are ignorant and you right. just can't everyone is entitled to react to things in different ways and I don't judge. So for me, I'm just talking for me in particular, I am much more of a non-confrontational person. Right. That's good. There's a lot of moments where you feel like you should self-advocate for yourself and not feel bad about it. And I think the older that I'm becoming, the easier it is for me to kind of tap into that. But naturally, I'm not that type of person. My person, I like hate confrontation. I don't want to have anybody like arguing. And even if somebody says something that's rude or whatever, it's sometimes it's really hard for me to like stick up and say something for myself in the moment. Right. And then later I might like send a blasting email. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did. Yeah. I said, later I was like, I'm going to send an email to the owner. And he, you know, I like think it through later, but in the moment it's really hard. That's interesting. Yeah. So you process it. I process it. The only thing that gets me lit is when I'm like in a really bad rager in the car. Oh my You're the road rage. Because <laughs> like, it all comes out. Yeah. Like whatever passive aggressive stuff yeah. all comes out. On the, on the street, but for the most part, I'm pretty calm. <laughs> People say it's because you're in the car, you feel a little bit removed from like the, like almost face-to-face yeah. version of it. Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. think in certain moments, what we do, especially as women, mm-hmm. we are constantly reminded to double think. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on, you you might be a little off. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you're not seeing this correctly right. or whatever, and to double think ourselves. We have daughters. That's right. And I want my daughter to not you know, feel scared to like speak up for herself. And right. if I'm doing that, she's going to just model what I'm doing. Right. right. So it's right. important that we think about it that way too. That's a, that's yeah. a good point. And I think that can lead into like our next even topic, right. Is just that because we are raising women, I mean, and honestly, you've been there even for the boys yeah. since they were five. Right. So you're raising both, yeah. you know, women and men, yeah. female and, and you. Yeah. And it's same with, with me, both, yeah. you know? So, you know, how do you, as like, you know, a parent in this world, especially in like a city in LA where you can navigate through, like, you know, as an adult, you can navigate through and and all these things, but in any big city or anywhere, I guess, is there certain things that you're 
enforcing like you these are your things with Stella you're like this is it like I have to teach her these things are really important to me whether that be manners like I was listening to I know I'm rambling but I was no, listening no. to <laughs> uh, <laughs> Megan Markle's podcast her new uh, podcast yeah. and one of her things is um, manners yeah like she's really big on manners with um, her son right and so those she's like manners makes the man manners makes the man so mm -hmm. that's one thing that she's constantly reinforcing that's or whatever. A good one. yeah and so that's a good one but yeah. is there anything like that for you where you're like this is my sticking point i mean at this point it's it's everything right it's just <laughs> like <laughs> just whatever comes up in the moment and i have to deal with it at that moment especially at this age where yeah. they're just testing you on everything right everything so it is it's about her you know okay manners for instance, she'll like, I'll be talking to you and she'll just walk up and she'll oh, start talking to me without yes. saying, excuse me. Yeah, we're so working on that too. Trying to work on that. <laughs> um, also just trying to teach her about really being aware of how lucky she is. Mm. Like she's growing up super privileged. Right. Definitely Brian and I did not grow up the way that she's growing up mm -hmm. now. So to always just kind of remind her, this is great. You have X, Y, and Z, but like, just know that this is not like the normal for a lot of kids. Right. And it's one thing to say it. And it's for me now, it's I'm trying to actually, and our friend Katira has been really helpful. Yeah. Like, that, like we have really good friends who have been like super philanthropic and like trying to bring my children into seeing it and actually being right. a part of it now. And that, is that how you're doing it? I'm starting that now because yeah. I feel like this is the age now where it's really starting to hit for her. Yeah. And like she's able to um, understand like, for instance, like all the homelessness mm -hmm. in, in the city and like, what can we do about it? Well, right. you know, we can like put together packages and work at companies that will like, or take her to baby to baby or whatever right. it is right. for her to kind of see like, this is what mommy does now. Mm -hmm. I want you to kind of be a part of it. This but. is how you put your thoughts and your intentions into right. actual actions. Right. Yeah. Age appropriate. Age right? appropriate. So it's yeah. been really interesting because obviously during COVID, our kids were exposed to so many things that weren't age appropriate. Know, right? right. So we had to have those like hard talks of like everything from that's a whole other conversation. But this, but but this yeah. is, but no, this yeah. is interesting that you say that because, you know, I think just now, right like in our day and age our kids are exposed to things that are so not age appropriate yeah, i know things that we want you know the biggest thing i remember as a kid that happened the biggest thing I, I remember is the rocket launch yeah that happened and a teacher died do you remember that the challenger right it was like there the was challenger. a teacher on it there passed? was a teacher yeah. on it okay and she was a teacher and it was such a big that. deal because yes. this teacher was going into like yes. space and it was such a big deal and i remember it was like the classrooms and our teachers would be talking about it everyone could relate like yeah. as kids we were like so excited because we were like oh that's a teacher too right. like and then we all watched it and literally it exploded and mm -hmm. every kid was like what what does that mean yeah does yeah. that mean a teacher like what Something and it was like happen. so right and yeah. it was so effective but now living in a world where there's so much gun violence yeah. at schools and like literally anything can happen mm -hmm. and you know you just they see so yeah. much you have to be prepared for them to come back and you ask you like exactly the most crazy and questions. so how do you how do you like how do you do that as a parent? Like, how do you have those conversations as a parent? I have a very smart kid. She's mm. very aware, you know, and kids obviously hear everything that we talk about, even yeah. the stuff you think that they're not hearing. So when they come to you with like a real like question, you have to sort of answer it, right? Yeah, um, it's true. It's true. And it's, it's difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm always like right with the the answers for instance the whole you know like george floyd and all of, like the right. civil unrest that was happening during covid 
you know, Stella would say, like, why are there marches, you know? Right. And for the longest, we always would keep all the TVs off, the news would be off, trying yeah. to shield them from yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. And then we just had to basically just say to her, like, listen, there are, there are a lot of bad people in the world. There are a lot of people who don't like you because of the color of your skin. Mm. And you remember the Martin Luther King books that we've been reading at school and da 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 da? And you kind of try to bring it back to like something that they can kind of relate to, they, right. like that they've read at school or whatever. So I remember saying that to her and her saying, like, well, that was like so long ago when they were doing the marches. And like, then, then everybody got equality. So, like, why is it ha still happening? And I had to say to her, like, well, because because it, there's still so much work and that people are still there are a lot of racist people right. in the world. Right. You know, like right. so as much as Mark, Dr. King did all of this work, there's still so much work to be done. Right. right. So right. you try to kind of phrase it in that way and then trying to make them feel safe. That's really a hard one, too. I know. Stella's now like, is the alarm on? Really? Can a bad guy like get through the get through the gate? I mean, there's these wow. questions now where I'm just kind of like, what? Yeah. What What's happening? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember that. thinking that. Uh, but I don't think still. I just we never thought about that. No. Literally, we would go around to the corner and like play all day. We had like drills, right? Where you had to get under the desk if there was an earthquake, especially yes. in California. We had all these earthquake drills. We had tornado drills. Tornado yeah. drills. Yeah. We yeah. had tornado so, drills. So like to stay safe from like the environment, right? right? But like now our kids are having these drills where they have to like get into a closet and keep really quiet I in mean, case a bad man enters like the campus that's, or whatever. You that, know? that in itself, that yeah. in itself, literally, not only does it terrify me, yeah. but it also saddens it me does. to know the end. It really their does. Their childhood is totally like altered because they have that fear. It's so altered. Um, it really is. And it's scary. Yeah. It's a scary thing. Okay, let's be on a positive note. Okay, let's yeah. go backwards let's go. a little bit. Let's <laughs> go back to the journey yeah. a little bit. Okay, how far back um, do you want to I go? mean, I want to know. Okay, so listen, now there is this Tracy James collection. Okay. You are wearing this beautiful yes, piece. Thank you. But tell me, like, you know your journey to even get there right like is it the modeling days is it like it talk is. to me okay so i started modeling when i was like 12 years old wow that's hold on that's young yeah i was like a catalog you know so i did all like the jc pennies girl i know all about all it i know all about it so when we moved to the bay area when i was like 15 or 16 I had I got an agency in San Francisco and I did I did a lot of catalog stuff there and I would fly into LA I was mm -hmm. with LA models at the uh -huh. time so I'd fly into LA and do all this all the catalog stuff down here uh -huh. um, and so I kind of was always in the industry wait a minute who was flying with you though at 15 16 was well, this mom I had a parent that would fly down and okay. then if I if it was longer than a few days they, they would have like Oh like yeah, chaperones yeah, yeah, for exactly. the models apartment for right. the, like if you were underage. Well, yeah, know, sure, sure, sure. So I did that for a while, and then when I graduated high school, I moved to New York and I modeled out there for a couple of years, oh. and it was awful. Wait, well, look, <laughs> I can relate to this. I can relate it was to this. So awful because I was not a runway girl. I was not an editorial girl. I was like catalog, like smile, like you know. Wait a minute. Why was it? Thing. But why was it awful? Was it that because you went out there thinking that you know you wanted to do more of like the editorial high fashion? I, I just couldn't find like my my groove. I think yeah. that at the time, this was now like nineteen. I graduated high school in 93. I moved to New York in like 96, 95, 96. At that time, it was like, you know, like the Kimuras, like all the girls, they were like these glamazon, right. like really high fashion kind of like right. 
girls. I mean, amazing girls, but I was right. not that girl. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I could barely walk in heels. <laughs> they like my agency knew like, okay. So I just, I struggled um, working as a, as a model there, but the best years of my life, yeah. like the best friendships that I still have to this day. You love um, New York. You love living New, New York. York. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I love it. New York was a place where I heard all the no's. It was astounding. And I think that it gave me such like, I think I've always had a thick skin. Yeah. But I think that was when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So y'all don't see it. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. everybody no, no. just doesn't see it. I had an agent tell me one time, he was like, your lips are too big. Your nose is too big. You're like, you're too ethnic looking. What? He's like, you'll never, he's like, you're not going to work. And I thought to myself, okay. Like it, it toughened me up because wow. I was like, all right, that's like you. You know, I think, as you know, too, when you go on auditions, like when I was going for like commercials and stuff, you can never take it personally because it's really about like beauties in the eye of the beholder. So it's like so I may not be pretty to you, but the next audition, I, I may be the most beautiful person in the room. So it's just the way you're looking at me. Right? Did you know that then, though? I did. You I did. did. It was I mean, it was painful to of hear, course. but it was also but like you knew it. I had a lot of good friends who would always say like that person's like just whatever, Interesting. you know, so you kind of like, do you feel like that came from? Um, just how you were raised or you're having a sister maybe like does it come from like a bond or just does it come from just what you had inside you I think it was definitely how I was raised my father was like this very kind of like strict military dad but the plus side of that is just like you're you become very disciplined right so I never really stepped out of line and mm. like when I was growing up for the most part right. I'm sure he would yeah, disagree you're like yeah and I don't like, know about that you don't remember that time that you <laughs> he would be like okay yeah but um I think because I sort of was raised that way it just didn't bother me it, it bothered me some I can't I, I take that back I'm actually not being honest it did to hear you people say to you like you're not pretty enough to book something whatever right. it hurt for a right. while right. when you hear it a lot you start to just get a thick skin yeah. so for me I just start it had to be like an evolution of me being able to be okay with it but right. in the beginning it was definitely like oh my god what am I doing yeah. you know I had yeah. some some hard times yeah no you're right though i mean this is these are the experiences though that yeah. you don't realize are helping to shape yeah. your next chapter yeah. i was telling a girlfriend of mine the other day she was saying she's like i don't want my daughter to have to go through what i went through she said something like that and i was like but if you hadn't gone through it you wouldn't be where you're at now like so true it's kind of funny like as parents it's almost like we're gonna have to understand that our kids are going to have to go through certain things that it's we true. went through and make it's the true. same exact mistakes yeah so they can get to the other side of it but it's all Super. part of the process it is it's all part you of the process you have to remind yourself this okay so we're modeling in new york so modeling new york wasn't working out so <laughs> moved back to la after like ran out of all my money and whatever sounds about right probably sounds about right. yeah, yeah. it was like crazy a card then. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah. Moved back to LA and then started working. Like it was sort of like that universe thing where you just mm -hmm. like when you know what you're supposed to be doing is and then you're immediately rewarded. Yeah. I was very lucky to come back and start working. And I had a very successful commercial career for oh. like, I don't know, I did it for twelve or thirteen more years Oof. after. I kind of figured out like my my thing. I remember I booked a Noxzema campaign and I was like the first black girl they oh my god I probably have seen this <laughs> and it ran for five years <gasps> and I literally like lived off of one commercial for five years oh my god like, that that's doesn't so happen wild. anymore so I did that for a long time and then throughout that career I became very friendly with so many wardrobe stylists like oh. I just had so many friends who were in that world so when I finally decided 
to stop modeling, like in my early 30s. I thought, like, was like, what am I going to do next? And I had friends that were like, why don't you assist me on this job? And so I had... Like, what made you transition? Because I literally started feeling like it was difficult to eat something and not work. Like, I started... My body started to change. So basically, I was just maturing. I had yeah. always been naturally thin. Like, right. I never even... And I always used to just eat anything. So I yeah. was never someone to diet or anything. Right. And I think when my body started to change and I started to, like, really feel like it was coming a thing to like be I had to be aware of like what I was eating uh, da, da, da. yeah and I also just felt like I did it for a really long time right. um it also like it was just evolving like it was just like a, I just needed a change yeah like, it was really yeah. you felt it it was time yeah mm-hmm. and it was okay like yeah. I was totally fine with it um I was also feeling like I didn't want to go on auditions anymore yeah. and I just like it was just changing were as you person. nervous though to make that to make that change um very much so, yeah. because it's it's a big change, right? When it's you're used to transition. doing something for yeah. a long time. Yeah, so when I decided to kind of get out of that world, I would kind of fell into fashion, and mm-hmm. it was just by, like, assisting stylists. So a really good friend of mine, Eric Archibald, who's a big stylist, and this girl, Charlene. I mean, I had a lot of friends who were just hiring me to do stuff, and so I started working on, like, um, oh, because I also had met them when I was doing a lot of music videos. Ah, yeah. I had this era yeah. that I did. I shot, as a model, I worked a lot in music videos. So. Which was very popular. Which very was popular. very big, yeah. yeah. That was, like, really a big you thing. You didn't have to dance or no, twerk or anything. No, yeah, you, no, no, you just you were, literally, like, showed up and just... No, this like, is when music videos yeah. were actually, like, a beautiful woman yeah. and a storyline. A hundred percent. It was, yeah. like, this is the story, this is the love interest, and the movie, the music video was, like, a mini-movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I was very thankful to have yeah. that little era. Yeah. I'll show you later. Let's just my define. Little, I'll show you my videos later. Look, look. It's good to put everything in context, right? So people there like, no. twerking. Yeah, like she wasn't out there yeah. just like, hey, 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 You know, it's good to put it in context because I, rem- I remember there was a very big chunk of time where music videos were something that, you know, especially girls wanted to do yeah. because it was kind of a way for, you know, you to be featured well, they were in like a mini movie. They were shot beautifully. And they were, they were, it was just in the music at the time and most really of the directors great. most of the directors went on to become yeah. Yeah, big yeah. time movie directors yeah. so yeah so I worked with like Hype Williams yes. and Paul Hunter and yes. you know but I like was in all those 112 videos and like yes. it, was, it was like a fun time it like was. I will say I'm uh-huh. very proud of my music yes videos. yes yeah I cannot you know now I can't wait to like go google that <laughs> no, I'll be texting her later, like, so which ones was it again? <laughs> um, okay, so, I so now you're friends with yeah. a lot of those stylists, and then so that's, anyways, my kind of thing into fashion. And I then love I just that. loved it. I loved being like working behind the scenes. It was because I had been a model for so long, so it was like a supernatural like yeah. know, transition. Yeah, one thousand percent. And I feel like your passion isn't just in like clothes, but you have a passion for like interior design. I do. You have I a love passion for like. All, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love interior design. Um, I love, you know, cooking, which I don't cook well, but I follow like you <laughs> and everybody else who do cook well. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
We're going to get right back to the podcast. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's that time of year again. You know, the time of the end of the year where we only have a couple months left and everything seems to compound on us. Whether it's you being reflective over what you've accomplished the, the past year, what things that you've gotten checked off of that master list that you've been uh, looking at all year, what things you still feel like you need to do, what does Q1 look like of next year? And not to mention it's holiday time. So you're thinking of hosting and whose house are we having it at and what are we making and cooking and you know all the things holiday time brings on stress and it's just that season this time of year as we all know can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change that's happening you know something to look forward to just make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on because because we know it's a lot. I feel like during this time of year and really throughout all of the year, I've always benefited from talking to someone. I've always loved writing my thoughts down, talking it out, especially because I am the type of person that I get stuck in my head a lot. So I will mill over things in my head all the time. And as soon as I get them out, I feel a lot better. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which is always a win. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CoolMomCode today to get 10% off your first order. Visit BetterHelp.com slash CoolMomCode today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash CoolMomCode. Okay, back to the program. Where do yeah. you find your, I mean, listen, you're, you're very busy, you know, um, there's always a lot going on. Where do you find your peace? Like, where do you find your moments where you're just like, this is what I need to do for myself to get recentered and recharged and back in it? Well, for me, I'm married, so I'm, I'm just speaking for myself, but like to have the time with my husband yeah. to carve out, like, like tonight we're going to go to dinner. It's just going to be the two of us to just try to connect with your partner yes um for me is very centering because he literally is a sounding board for what everything was going on in my week i'm listening to everything going on in his week and it's just really nice to sort of recenter with my guy it is he's really just i love that i love that and the reason why i've been married for i can't even count anymore Uh, we've been married for i want to say 13 years does that make does that sound right i mean 13 14 years or something like that so we've been together for like 17 years yeah something like that so we've been together for a long time he he knows you really well. he knows me really well and i will honestly say that like you know i tell him all the time like it's me and you against the world buddy like (laughs) you know we are each other's like rock and like sounding board right so that is the person i come to to just like you know okay does this make total sense or not because he's the one who knows me the best i mean after all this time so i feel the same way yeah brian and i've known each other a very, very long time. We've been to- married for 10 years, almost 10 years, and we've been together for 17. Wow. So, yeah. But then I've known yeah. him for a long, long time, like through mutual friends. And- wow. So he, you guys are best friends. We That's are. how you yeah. would- how do you mm-hmm. and Brian mm-hmm. make sure to connect on a regular basis and stay best friends all those years? Well... I will say, I always ask my friends, like, when you fight with your guy, how do you guys fight? 
it's the first oh. question I ask. Okay. I'm like, because you can tell a lot about a couple with uh, of how they deal with, with adversity and how they fight, right? Mm. So we can get into some really crazy arguments. It's very rare, but when it happens, and it's it's interesting because it's all about how you communicate, right? right. Communication is a thousand percent, I think, what keeps relationships together if you can do it properly. Right. Um, and it's difficult when you're mad or whatever, <laughs> but I can, if you can, if you're a good fighter and you're able to like listen to the other side oh. and somehow, no matter how, but like make up in your own way and be good the yeah. next day or the next hour or whatever, then I think you have like a really good start to a relationship or maintaining a relationship. Okay, um, so listening, listening, learning how to fight. So listening, communicating, yeah, and then learning how to forgive and make up. Yeah, that's but that's what works for us. It's hard because I, when I get upset, I get quiet mm -hmm. and, like you said, I just take everything in. So I'm not one to like speak in the moment when I'm upset. Right, and he will be like, "What? Like, talk to me. Like, I need to know, understand what's going on." Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. And then that will lead to conflict because a lot of the times I just shut down. Mm. I'm trying to work on that, and I yeah. think it's it's every fight. It's like a a work in progress. Yeah. Um, because those are like the lowest moments, right? So sure if you is. can get through that and do it properly every time, then you're like, okay, we're good. Well, we're going to fight. We're good. I know we'll get through this. Right. And we'll be okay. Like, right. let's figure this out. Yeah. And obviously he knows me. So he now knows like how, like to take the time to give me the time. Oh, I love like, that. Yeah. Issa knows me and he does the total yeah. opposite. <laughs> Every time yeah. I'm like, but Issa also loves to talk. Yeah. Like he will literally, will have a two hour conversation and it doesn't matter what time it yeah. could be in the middle of the day. Yeah. It could be at night. It could be first thing in the morning. It does not, he does not, he has no concept sure. of like what time he it is. doesn't to, care. He's yeah. like, he just wants to hash this out yeah. right now. And he doesn't care if you have calls, yeah. you have to go somewhere. Nothing. I think that's like a, a male thing. I don't know what it is. I think they want to like, like tackle the problem and like, be done like okay let's yeah. just like like let's get through this and we're right. like wait what did you say like did you not hear what you just said to I'm, me personally right. i'm like can we skip to the end he really feels like you know very strongly that small things lead up to bigger things yeah and i'm always like this was a catalyst for something yeah. <laughs> this happened and what was the catalyst like you know how really do we deal with it down. yeah like yeah. and so it's just interesting but i think you're right i think it's the communication yeah i was talking to a mom recently and her whole thing was exactly what you just said her whole thing was you have to listen communicate you have to like be effective with like forgiving but her whole thing forgiving or like moving past it she was like you have to have sex like she was just like you have to have sex have that you ever helps. she was like have you ever been mad and then had sex and then came out of it and you she was like i bet you didn't even remember what she was mad about so that was like her whole thing which i thought was funny yeah, and interesting yeah. right because if you really think about it when you connect intimately with your partner the right. person you love right, right after a conflict you're not really thinking much yeah, about what true. just happened so i know i'm just so mad yeah. i can't even think yeah. about it yeah. I, don't, I don't even touch me for real i'm the same yeah. way i'm like if you don't back up a tentacle yeah. but i could understand it and i was like i feel you girl you know it's not perfect because there are so many times where I say this to you and I will not practice what I'm saying, you know, like, yeah. you, and you have to like remind yourself of like, wait, this is, this is what we need to be back to. Like, we yeah. gotta like respect each other and hear each other out. But 
Yeah. It's and when you're married for a very long time, it's like you get so used to that person. It's it's almost like you take for granted not that person, but just the process, right? So you just sort of Well, I think you get into a rhythm. Yeah. I think it's like you get into a rhythm with your partner. And for me, I know that I'm like guilty of this, but I get into my day, I get into my rhythm, mm-hmm. I get into this, and then I just kind of like you're there. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. Like right. we're in a rhythm. We're there. We got to do this with the kids or we have to do mm-hmm. this or now I have to do this and you have to do that. And so, and you get into also your patterns at night. Right. Right. Like right, when right. it's time That's to true. like, you know, like have that quality time, you get into your parents yeah. at night. He likes to go watch this. I mm-hmm. like to go do this mm-hmm. or read this. And like, and then there's kids in between all and that. And there's yeah. kids in between all that. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just yeah. complicated. Yeah. Marriage yeah. is the hardest thing. Is, and is. people don't realize that. It is. is Are most of your friends married? Or do you have a lot of single friends? Um, I most of my friends are married, but I do have a, a big group of friends who are not. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of have a little bit of both. Yeah. I will say that most of my friends, my close close friends, are single. Yeah. And so that's also difficult. Yeah. Because I'm like, y'all, just like, I mean, come on. Like, you know, where they, it's not like they don't want to understand, yeah. but it's like hard to like vent and like have that kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. because they're just like, okay, girl. Yeah. Okay. You got a man. Like, yeah. what you want me to say? Right. Okay. Like, you know. It's hard for yeah. them to understand. But then yeah. you're like, you're so lucky that you get to go yeah. home to your own apartment. For real. You don't have to worry about anything but yourself. For Sometimes real. I'm like, I'm daydreaming. Like, wow, what does I that know. feel well, like? <laughs> right. I love the fact that when you say, though, that your self-love time is about connecting with with Brian. It's important. You know, and I think, is it because you guys are just really busy and sometimes that connecting? I mean, he is so busy. He's always been busy. So it's not anything new for me. But I think we made a pact early on before we even had Stella that we always have to put ourselves first Mm. because if we're not good, no one else is good. So, you know, I was telling friends of mine who have kids who are like, I haven't been away with, with my husband, just the two of us in years. And I'm just like, really? And you're like, yeah, I got three kids. Like, when am I going to yeah. like fit in? And I'm like, okay, I get it. But I'm like, no, it's really important. Even if you just do one night, mm-hmm. like, however you figure it out, you have one night, you guys can stay in town together somewhere. It's important to just have that alone time. Like, right. you have to, we always look at our mates as like, You know, we become like mothers and fathers. And then we just, like you said, it's like the routine of like the day routine, the night routine, the kids, this and that. And then just one day rolls into the next, into Uh. the next. And it's like... It's, it's just really important to remember, like, what brought the two of you together. You forget right? that this was your love at one right. point, right? Like, right. you forget those. You know, but that's interesting because, yeah. you know, you do get into that type of, like, you know, mom and dad. Yeah. And you forget the butterflies of how you first felt. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just time, though, Brian's right? It's like, I remember when you used to rub my feet. He's, <laughs> Stella, he's like, you know, your mom, she used to pretend to like basketball just to like it. And then she used to rub my feet. And then of that and Stella's like really yeah where where is that <laughs> woman and I'm like you're right then I like try to rub his feet for like he's like oh, I'm not gonna get out of here patterns change yes. patterns change but that's another thing it's yeah. like patterns change and I think that for us like even just this is a great question and I think mm-hmm. you'd be a great person to ask this to is that you know even with your own journey Right. You say Brian has always been busy. Mm -hmm. He's always been like, you know, doing his thing. He's always been busy. Mm -hmm. And even with your journey through now, you have a collection, Mm -hmm. which is is new. And it's like a beautiful collection. Thank you. And so now the Tracy James collection, Tracy James collection. Now you have that. So like your journey. Right. So as you are growing, how do you grow individually 
And the same with your partner. Like, how do you stay connected and grow? Well, it's interesting because I really look to him for so much advice because he's so successful in mm. everything that he does. Right. I mean, he really is just super smart. And even though he's not, he's never been in fashion. Right. There's so many like wisdom things that he drops to me all the time of how to just with my confidence or how to run a company mm. or um, how to deal with failure. Right. And, um, those things are so important for me just in the beginning parts of like launching this business because it's very new. Right. It's like, you know, only launched in earlier this year. Yeah. Um, it's still a baby. It's still a baby. Yeah. And so um, for me, it's like I just kind of look to him for advice mm -hmm. and try to take what I can from it and incorporate it into my business. Mm -hmm. And I have like a set amount of hours that I work on it every day. And, you know, I have this girl, Jamie, who's like my right hand person. Who mm -hmm. I, would, I don't even know what I would do without her. We have, she's also a working mom. So it's oh, like, wow. we both have to kind of squeeze in the time for the company on top of everything else that I do for my family. Right. 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 And we kind of, I just kind of try to stick to that those days. I, there's so many days where I wish I had every single day to work on it. I'm being honest. I yeah. don't. Right. Yeah. So there are days where I wake up and I'm like, Oh my God, I like wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I should have did this, this and that. Um, but when you're starting a company on your own, you're like the boss of everything. That's right. You know? So you That's have right. to just be in charge of everything. Everything ends and starts with you. That's right. And if you structure it, we're like, for me, like Wednesdays and Thursdays, Jamie comes over and those are our days where we just power out everything. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we email and talk and Zoom throughout the week. Of course. But those are our two main days where I just really focus on the company. Right. Um, and my company is like, you know, I manufacture downtown, so it's very close. My office is in our garage downstairs. So everything it. is kind of there. Right. I carve out that time. And then when it's time to like be mom again and like Stella's home, like it's it. It's done. And even if I just didn't finish away. anything... I have to just leave it alone until it's time to do it. The and next is day. that hard for you, though? It's, it's hard. Yeah. 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 I think there were times where like Stella would come home and I would still try to work. And then it was hard because she would be in the mix and like trying to like touching her. You know, right. so I just had to realize like, OK, I have to have a set amount of time for this. And then I have to like go yeah. into mom world or I have to like be there for Brian to do stuff. So the balance has been tricky. And I'm sure as I scale, it'll be even trickier. It will, yeah. But hopefully I'll have like more people to of course, hire to help and out. like more yeah. help and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting trying to um, grow my business while um, doing all the other things. I right? feel like the hardest part for my day is to actually stop, though. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when, like, I'm like, okay, so I go through the day and we're in it and we're doing everything and blah, 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 and working, working, working. And then the kids, they, like, start trickling in probably closer to, like, 5 o'clock. Like, okay. 5 o'clock, everyone is in the house. They're there. Like, we're all. Right. And so that's when I'm like, okay, now I need to start shutting so it, down, shut it down. Like, so, yeah. so. But now I've noticed that even on days, like, say, I don't know, even on days that, I start to naturally now shut down at five or six. Right. So my brain naturally starts to like slow yeah, that's down. That's a good thing. At what and time so, do you start? Like as like, soon as you drop them off to school? Yeah, like, like we yeah. start at like nine. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like after drop off and like once mm -hmm. we kind of like get settled into like, you know, the work day and the work situation, yeah. it's like nine. And so I noticed that like now naturally I'm just like, it's ingrained in me to like, okay, at six o'clock, I'm like, I can't think about anything else. Sure. This email, yeah. this nothing. Right. Like don't ask me a question right. about uh, anything, <laughs> yeah. uh, website, nothing. Like I just start to like easily yeah. like shut down. It's different, right? Because for Brian, he comes home and he's, 
He's definitely present for yes. sure, but it's much harder for him to shut down. Like I mean, he, he is thinking about stuff 24 seven and the emails he has to like answer. And, right. and I'm so used to it now. So it's just like, it's not a thing, but it's interesting of like how he just, his mind just keeps rolling. And for us as moms, it's like, we sort of have to stop yeah, because exactly. we got to do dinner and the, the thing and the bath time. That's, and it's yeah. like, you, you have to, you respect that part of your relationship and that what he has to do. Mm -hmm. Right. But then you force and make the time. You carve out the time for each other. Yeah. Where there is none of that distraction. He's a really great guy. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's he's No matter how your village is formed and no matter how you create the support, whether that is through a husband, mm -hmm. whether that is through a partner, whether that is through friends or your chosen family or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Like, you know, my mom was a single mom right. of three kids, but yet she had a support group around her. She had made friends and like my yeah. grandmother was in and out, you know, like the was village, around. It right? was the village, the village right? Yep. And I love the fact that you and Brian have created that support system for each other yeah. to lean on, you know, as the foundation of your village. Yes. You know, and yeah. I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the Tracy James collection. Okay, so let's talk about how did it. it start? Da, 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 I mean, we kind of got into yeah. it a little bit. I mean, this has been a passion of yours. It has. And so now it's come to life. So it was born like during COVID, basically, yeah. like there was, you know, we always kind of traveled every summer, like a big group of our whole family travels. And obviously during COVID, we were like stuck at home. Right. And I remember like one day Stella and I were in my closet and we were like, let's just pretend we're like going to Italy today. Oh, I, I love like, that. Okay. Or Disneyland, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it didn't have yeah. to be Italy. Right. Um, but and just anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere than the, the house. Anywhere <laughs> than just in your room. <laughs> right. Only. So um, I remember like going through my closet and like we would, she would want to like get dressed up like we were going away somewhere. Right. Um, and so it kind of started that way where we were like pulling out all these vacation clothes and like pretending we were on a trip and then I actually started going through my closet and like discovering things that I love like oh my god I have this old vintage oh. caftan and so I started making like a pile of things that I was kind of rediscovering in my, in yeah. my closet like a lot of the pieces that I loved over the years and then um what did I do I started uh go I went to the fabric store one day and got a bunch of silks and was like, let me just make this caftan. I love this caftan. Let me see if I can make it out of a different fabric. And I had this woman who I had been working with for a long time who used to make samples and stuff when mm -hmm. I was a stylist. So she, I would dry dropped off a bunch of stuff to her and was like, can you make this for me? And so she made a bunch of stuff and it kind of started that way. Wow. But the first trip that we finally took as friends, like, I don't know, a year into COVID, I went away on a trip with a few friends my COVID families that we were all of our <laughs> yes, like, kids exactly. knew each other yes, and we all right. knew that we weren't like yeah, doing yeah, anything exactly. outside with that's other people. Right. That's right. You know, you have those families. So we went on a trip and after that trip, I made everybody like a, a caftan as a remembrance of the trip. Oh, wow. And we had them sublimated with the sunset from uh, Hawaii where we were all together. And I had them like printed on like a, like a cover-up, and I gave them all out as like to my friends. I was like, "Remember this sunset?" Wow. Um, and they were like, "That's so great! You should like sell these." Yeah, I don't know. Then I kind of started making other things. So that's kind of how it first started as a hobby and kind of just it's like so interesting doing... that like just through your closet you were re-inspired, right? Right, to kind like... of like reinvent yourself, like, yeah. um, Through the stuff you already had. It's, it's wild that through COVID. 
people rediscovered a lot of things mm-hmm. about themselves or tapped into interests that they just didn't even know yeah. they had time to explore. It was like a, it was a little like hobby. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh crap, this is actually like, I just started something. Yes. Maybe this is like a good thing. Then I was like, oh no, oh my God. <laughs> This is actually real work. It's like, it's like actually playing around with like a sale. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Like, I actually have to like make this like a that's thing right. now. That's right. Um, so that's scary. How do you, but how do you still make it fun? Like now you're in it. I'm yeah, sorry. Now so I'm look, it. now yeah. you have put your name uh, on it. You have put a website yeah. to it. You have put a collection on it. Everyone's like, looking go for it. GoDaddy.com yeah, exactly. buying all the domains. I'm like, oh, okay, it's real now. So um, how do you still keep it fun though? Because you're still in like the beginning baby yeah. stages where it's like you're it's like that new relationship, yeah. right? It's like that little butterflies, it still feels good. You know, it has to be I think every designer kind of goes through this where you first you start, you know, I was designing what I liked, right? Because right. it was stuff out of my closet. And then when you start to actually make clothes and you have to think about selling it to other people mm-hmm. like you know i'm five nine so like all of my stuff most of my stuff is like really long and right. drapey so when you're like thinking about it as a business it's like oh how what do i need to do now to kind of sell to the women who are shorter and mm. it, it starts to change the creative process because it's not about like you <laughs> it's about you but it's also about other people yeah. and that's hard right? yeah because i've never yeah. had to like it's true. do that hi welcome before. to marriage yeah well hello <laughs> there you go. This, is, this is interesting <laughs> how these that. patterns just keep repeating themselves <laughs> these so themes that's been, that's been the biggest challenge but also the, the greatest reward because yeah. um you know when i do see my clothing on people or if i walk into a store like there's a store that i sell in in hawaii and i see like a woman trying on something and i don't know who they are and yeah. i kind of just listen and hear the feedback it's it's great for me so yeah. that's been a, a great process i've also had amazing friends who've been super supportive like kelly yes. Rowland and like everybody who's just like will be like girl make that for me and like we'll post it and I so love that. it's been fun yeah. to like um I just, I honestly design for my friends. I love that. Because all of my friends are so fly. Yeah. And have like so such fly. great and style. And have such different types of friends too. It's, so I feel that's like. great. And, and different, like now I'm looking at my short friends. Like, <laughs> what kind of dress do you like to wear? Because right. you're five feet. So, so basically the collection was born because I felt like I wanted to make vacation clothes. I love So that. when we were able to finally start traveling again, this is what I'd want to wear. Right. And it's actually turned into like people vacation all throughout the year Mm -hmm. and so my clothes is basically just anywhere like if you're at a beach or it's just something that you would wear that's easy that can get wrinkled that you can like literally throw into the suitcase and when when you like hang it up it's not as wrinkled that you could throw it on yeah um it's still presentable still presentable a lot of it's reversibles because you know when you're on trips we always pack like a million things so so i have a lot of reversible pieces where you could wear one side one day your kid th- like gets ketchup on it and like go to the bathroom Toss it and, around. Like, or yeah, and I love, that's a really great feature <laughs> it, I that's something that's pretty good it that's happened. really good Stella did it one day I was wearing something and she literally smeared whatever was not you know our kids are always yes. using us as a napkin yes and I was like I need Which to go to the not bathroom cool. and just like reverse this dress, you know? So they kind of was that born was the out thought. of that thing. That's yeah. what everyone always says though. They yeah. say, listen to the, the things that you, you uh, experience mm-hmm. in life because that's where the ideas are born. Yeah. They're born out of your own personal experiences. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's pretty cool that you can now kind of just yeah, turn that into what you've gone through. Right? Yes. And I feel like every mom can relate. 
It's interesting because as a designer going into be like starting off the process of starting a collection, I was like, oh, everybody wants to be a fashion designer. You know, I already knew it. Like I was like, oh, what what am I going to do to change the world with like my caftans? You know, I just had to realize like, like, what is it that's personal to me that I like to wear? I like to go on vacation and not mess with a bunch of clothing. I like to usually wear the same dress over and over again, even though I've packed 50 things. Right. Um, So like, what are these things that I can kind of incorporate into my my collection that makes it special to me. I think you have to first say, are you solving a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's is the, the white space? As what's my the white say, space? Yeah, exactly. And are you solving it for yourself? And mm-hmm. if you are, then more than likely you are solving it for a, a lot, lot of, of other people. people. Yeah. You always have to bring yourself back to yeah. it because you can get distracted, right? Exactly. Yeah. You can always get distracted. So mm-hmm. bring yourself back to mm-hmm. that and just like move forward with that. But I think it's super inspiring. Oh, I will also you. say that I think your dresses are great for vacation, but I also think they're just great to have on your day to day. To run around. Like for yeah. a mom to grab or any woman really on the go to grab even that she can transition yeah, yeah. because your pieces even as I'm looking at you wearing it right now it can, you're wearing it with sneakers right. and so sandals, it's very yeah right. it's very casual right now but you can easily pop on a heel and go to dinner yeah. right now it's it's funny you say that because I, I just had a memory of like during COVID which most people I'm sure did like I lived in my sweats mm-hmm. and I started like you know you live yeah, in sweats yeah you, you forget, start collecting like, sweats and you forget <laughs> like what did. jeans feel like that's right and I remember like going into my closet to put on jeans like maybe seven months into COVID and like was like I can't get into my jeans <laughs> oh and my I was God. like I don't want to be that woman that's no disrespect to women who run around in their yoga pants all day but oh, none it's fine because that's yeah. what you do but like for me I was like I don't want to be that person that's in my yoga pants all day right by the way I did no yoga yeah but yeah <laughs> I'm in a workout outfit, but did no, I did no kind of training all day. I was like, wait a second, I have to figure this out. Like, wait a minute, can we just say what one of your answers were? Can we just oh, yeah. say Tracy was kind enough to do one of our features for the Cool Mom Co. the website, and one of your answers were what? Just go ahead and say. Oh, I think you had asked. Um, like, do you have like a morning routine? Routine, right? Yes. And I said, I get up. <laughs> I get up. I pick up. Uh, I get dressed in my workout outfit. I take a picture of myself in my workout outfit. I post it to Instagram. I wait for my husband to leave, and then I change out of my outfit. <laughs> Which is so good. It's so good. It's kind of true. It's so real and it's so good because, you know, sometimes I will not lie. I will put on a workout outfit with the intentions. Yeah, yeah, of course. With every intention right. to going and like doing yoga yeah. or like something and then just get stuck and be like, okay, yeah. this is, this isn't and happening. And that's your look for the whole thing. And that's day. my look. Yeah, yeah, until I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, hold up. Yeah, let me no, change. I and I realize that I'm literally yeah. in a, in a, so you know, that's what happened it. during COVID. Yeah. It was like, I can't be, that's why Stella was like, let's go pretend that we're going somewhere where you're not wearing those sweats every day. <laughs> like we became collectors of yes. sweats. So that's not exactly. a bad thing. Now I'm glad that we get to go to the Tracy James collection and buy these beautiful yes, dresses. You can go online. There's and no wear e them. in my name, just T-R-A-C-Y, James <laughs> Collection. Um, and then hopefully... Um, beginning of next year I'll be in other little spots like I'm working on it now I love that though I love that as you know when you put your heart and soul into something and then it resonates with other people yes I mean obviously I have to make it a business and sell some clothes so please feel free to purchase them but I'm so like I love to gift to all my because I just love seeing it on people Brian's like stop giving all your stuff away but I'm like I just want to like and I I love the feedback I'm like be honest with me tell me is it itchy is it taggage like I want to know everything so I can always make it a little bit better right right. Um, 
Right. And I'm just, I'm having fun. I feel like I'm going to be 50 in a couple of years. <laughs> and I'm just finally, everything I feel like for me has kind of come later in life. Like, yeah. I like had children later, like I had my daughter at 38. I got, you know, married later in life where all my friends sort of did it a little earlier than me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, the same with my business. It's like, I'm like kind of experiencing this like great thing that's happening now. Like things can come late. Like I, I think Ellen DeGeneres, I think she had said something I was reading about, or I was reading something that she had said about like, she had like her real success, like in her 30, like, mm-hmm. like late thirties, I right. want to say. Which is rare for yeah. her industry. Yeah. yeah. And right. like things can come to you later. So you can never like say, oh, I'm too old or it's too late to do That's this. Right. Like you could literally start anything at any age. I dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to UCLA. I literally dropped out like the first week of school. Uh-huh. Oh, what? To go like to, close. Yeah. Like soon. Like, <laughs> no, one for me. But like not, not, not for me. Not it. But I had always kind of had this thing in my head of like, I should have went to school. I want to I be a smart girl. Not that I wasn't smart, but yeah, just like. I know what you mean, though. But, and then, and, you know, with modeling. It was always about your looks. And so I had always had that kind of challenge in the back of my head of like, why didn't I go to school and do all of these things? And then I just remember my husband and I sitting around the other day and we were like, the most successful people that we know did not go to college. Like, I'm giving her, I'm giving her two eyebrows up right now because I was about to say the same thing. You have to just follow like your heart, your passion, That's right? So and it'll resonate with other people. Is like, that true? I think that um, people sometimes underestimate the uh, learning that you receive in life. Yeah. The lessons that you learn in life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that schooling, along with your natural ability mm-hmm. and your innate, like, you know, things, I think that those sometimes cultivate into to really yeah. special, beautiful, successful people. And listen, I, I think everyone's journey. I, I love the whole idea of school. I think education is super yes, important. Very important. But yeah. as I look at even the people in my landscape and like super successful in business yeah. and my friends, a lot of them. Yeah. Did not go to college. When so. the boys graduated high school and were like applying out for schools, we were like, you have to go to college. <laughs> yeah. They're looking at us like, neither no, one of you went for to college. Like, <laughs> really? For okay, real. Okay, that's interesting that you're pushing college so hard. And I had to look at Brian like, yeah. Like, did it not, when they said that, did it shift? Did it shift I mean, your... They never really said it. I think it was always kind of like a thought of like, right. But I mean, I joke. And this, we were always very supportive of them doing whatever they wanted right, to do. Right. But it was nice to be like, well, maybe like they'll go to school. I mean, yeah. Justin's at Chapman now. Mm-hmm. He's finishing school and he's a screenwriter. So he's doing what he wants to right. do. So we're, and Miles is a chef and has oh, always wow. like cooked like, since he was little and followed that dream. And he's super successful. So like your kids turn out fine. Yeah, They're doing right. what they love to do. You right. know? I think so, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. But you know, I think it's a beautiful thing when your kids, uh, you know, find what they love to do and do what they love to do. I also think it's a beautiful thing when we, um, as women and as mothers find what we love to do yeah. and yeah. can really cultivate what we love Even to do. Even if it too. comes later in life. E- right? Whenever, whenever it comes. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Tracy, thank you so much you for, for joining me. us oh on gosh. the Pool Mom Co. Podcast. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Cool Mom Crew, I'm Lizzie Mathis, and you've been listening to the Cool Mom Code Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with Tracy Robbins. All right, you know what to do. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out. A 
Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.